Hi, hello and welcome. This is the Zonecast where we interview emerging professionals, entrepreneurs and academics. And uh, today we have with us on the show uh, Genevieve Southerns and Josh Gray, and they are the co-founders of Gulf Box. Uh, hi, Genevieve and Josh. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi there. Thanks so much for having us. We're, uh, we're happy to be here. Perfect. I'm definitely curious to learn more about yourself and also about uh, Gulf Box. Um, but first, I want to start by talking about your background. So uh, can you share your professional and personal background? Absolutely. So I'm Genevieve, and to be honest, as teenagers, our professional backgrounds are quite limited coming into Guelph Box, but we've definitely learned a lot through this experience. Uh, for me, my professional background consists a lot of customer service jobs. I've actually worked a ton of part-time jobs throughout high school and the beginning of university, including being like a waitress and working at a summer camp. And to me, the customer service aspect has really been transferable into our current venture. In terms of my personal background, Um, I come from a family who absolutely loves supporting local and is very entrepreneurial themselves. Both my parents have started their own businesses and continue to operate them. And so from that standpoint, um, I've definitely been well prepared. And I've also been fortunate enough to do a lot of different leadership opportunities and programs, including through camp and one in town called Beyond Borders, that really increased my confidence when it comes to managing other people and really expanding what I think that I'm capable of of doing yeah same thing with me where um i grew up doing a lot of uh odd jobs part-time jobs i had my own lawn care business growing up um i worked with my sister as well doing that and that really taught me a lot about um how to manage my time and get things done and all that sort of thing um last time i also worked out west as a business analyst um, and that was really cool to see the analytical side of business um looking for opportunities um looking to realize and how to actually capture those opportunities um, as well as personally, uh, I did the Beyond Boards program here in Guelph. Um, I did a year ahead of you. And um, it's a great program. It teaches you a lot about how to push yourself and really gives you a lot of experience in, in the business world. Um, as well as I played sports program that taught me a lot about leadership and uh, learning how to deal with adversity and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So both of you have uh, finished your education as of now? Um, so not currently. I'm actually in my first year of university. I'm studying at the University of British Columbia, um, studying science and management in a dual degree program. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the University of uh, Carleton University <laughs> up in Ottawa, um, where I'm taking um, international business, uh, majoring in finance and taking a minor in German. Um, and I'm just starting my third year. And uh, we're both online because of COVID. So uh, we're actually back, back both uh, in Guelph. Um, so it's been nice to be home. So both of you are from Guelph? Yeah, born and raised. <laughs> we love it here. <laughs> it's a great city. But, but uh, you guys chose universities far away. Any particular reason? Um, my mom actually didn't allow me to go to the University of Guelph. <laughs> um, no, no, no. She she was really important uh, for her. She wanted us to be independent and like go see the world and live in different places. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Um, and so... That was part of the reason that I tried to pick a university far from home so I could learn a lot about myself in different cities and the world, really. 
Yeah, I would say same thing for me. Like, I always loved Guelph, but I knew that I wanted to leave Guelph, especially for school, and then maybe come back here to settle down once I finished my education. And I was always deciding between big city schools, so like Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. And when I went to visit campus at UBC, I just fell in love and knew that I wanted to be in the mountains and the West Coast culture. So that's why I ended up out West. But like I said, I'm still doing it from Guelph. So yeah. <laughs> here I am. Yeah, that's that's uh, interesting. You guys wanted new experiences, but now, but now, given the situation, you have to do it online from golf. But hopefully, hopefully, you might get a few semesters to do in person, and maybe that will give you a new experience. Um, so, can you talk about golf box, what it is, and how the idea came about? So I can explain quickly what it is, and then Josh, you can cover how it came about. So Guelph Box is a social enterprise here in Guelph that creates boxes of local products from local businesses here in Guelph. And so that's sort of the gist of what it is. It's transformed a lot from when we started in March of 2020 until now. But at the core essence of it, we are created ourselves to support local small businesses here in Guelph. And we also donate 5% of all of our proceeds to charity. So to date, we've been able to donate just over $20,000 to local charities, which has been amazing to see the community come around and allow us to be generous in this way. But at the base of what we do, we create boxes of local products for all different events and situations and seasons um, that are happening. Yeah, and how it came about, um, it was actually a really uh, fast, fast upbringing, and uh, essentially what happened was, at the beginning of COVID, everybody was shut in, and so um, I was, I heard on the radio that people over the age 70 should stay home, and so I was thinking, all right, what's a way that we can help them? What's a way that you know we can provide a service? And that's really, we didn't really come out of this as a business, and so we actually labeled it for the first couple months as an initiative, because the idea was to support, um, to get food into people's homes and have them stay home. Um, however, that kind of morphed as we talked to our families and our, um, our parents and our siblings, that sort of thing, and that morphed into supporting local businesses. Um, and then really that came the essence of stay home and support local, which is kind of what, we, what we're all about here. Um, and so it came together really quickly. It started, uh, went from an idea to an actually up and running in 36 hours. So um, it was quite a whirlwind, but uh, we learned a lot as we went along. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's... That's uh, interesting. So I'm curious, like, what's inside your product, Guelph Box? Uh, is it food products? Is it, like, locally grown produce? Is it, like, groceries? What kind of items are in the box? So every box is different, to be honest. And so when we started, it was mostly food products. We actually started with one box. It was $100 and a complete surprise. So you didn't know what you were getting in it. And it was mostly food products from local businesses. And we would throw in a couple different artisan products here and there. But really what differentiated us early on was that we provided uh, fresh products. So bread that was baked that morning or produce that was grown and stuff like that, not just non-perishables. And then that was called our local favorites box. And then we also did some feature boxes here and there. So we did a home comfort box that had items like blankets and candles and books and stuff like that to make people feel comfortable in their home. We did a kids box once. We did a fitness box. So every box is really different. Um, our standard Guelph box would mostly be food products, including perishables like bread and baking and cheese and stuff that will go off. So we pride ourselves in getting all of our products the same 
same day as our delivery day. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, every single Guelph box is unique that we do. We currently have one called the Snack Pack out, and it is like beer and cheese and popcorn and just everything you need for a movie night in collaboration with the Guelph Film Festival. So honestly, every box changes, but I would say most of our boxes are food products, uh, with the occasional one being a unique sort of experience mm-hmm. box to sprinkle into other industries mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and w- one of our main goals here is to help as many vendors uh, in our community as possible. And so by doing that, we try to make sure that everything's changed up. So we've actually worked with over 80 vendors now in the Guelph and the surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, that's really important. So that's how we uh, try to change things up. Mm-hmm. So most of the boxes are food-related and when the consumer orders it, it's, he knows that it's going to be a food box, but he doesn't, he or she doesn't know what specific food items will be in there. Is that accurate? Sort of. So we've actually transitioned. So our first box was completely surprised. And now the reason behind that was to actually help vendors um, get a lot of their supply and inventory out um, as they had ordered so much. And then as the as shutdowns happened so quickly, they didn't have the time to sell off um, those products. Now we've transitioned to more of a more custom box, so now we give people the option to choose uh, between a couple products, uh, and we always reveal the vendors um, of who's going to be in it, so people can kind of guess um, what will be in it. They kind of have a really good idea, but I'd say out of, let's say, seven products, they know at least two or three. Um, and then the other ones are still a surprise. And the other ones are still a surprise. Um, the reason we've done that is we've actually heard lots of feedback about how people want to have it as a surprise. Um, one of the um, just... Pro, like, benefits that came with it that we didn't think of was this huge marketing aspect for businesses. Uh, we were able to get products into people's homes and products that some people would never otherwise try. Um, so that it's been a great opportunity for businesses to get in people's homes. And we've heard so much good feedback of, you know, I've never actually been to this bakery. I, w- I want to go there again. Or I actually had never tried that kind of cheese from this shop before. It's, it's not my new favorite and that sort of thing. So we try to keep that element of surprise to help, um, help out. Mm-hmm. I wonder what would happen if um, if uh, someone didn't like the surprises they received. Has that happened? Like, did you experience any feedback like that or any refunds because of that? Yeah, so absolutely. Like, you can't please everyone. And that's definitely a lesson that I've learned very personally throughout this um, adventure, I would say, of Guelph Box. It's typically me who, like, decides actually the products that are going in the box. We have pretty distinct roles within the business. And so when we get a complaint, like I take it so personally, but I'm learning how to not to take it so personally. Um, but yeah, we definitely get complaints here and there. I would say for the most part, we get really positive feedback. And like I said, a lot of people are purchasing the box, not necessarily because they actually want the products in the box, uh, but also just because they want to support these local businesses and charities. And so even if there's a product that they might not use, at least they got to try it or they can gift it to a neighbor or they can keep it for a present for someone. And so a lot of times people will find uses for the products in the box. And we do try to keep a wide range of products so that there's something that appeals to everyone Mm -hmm. within each box. But yeah, there definitely are complaints sometimes. I would say they don't happen as frequently as I sometimes expect them to. Um, so I don't know if people just are always happy or whether they just don't voice their complaints to us. But uh, yeah, we're definitely open to feedback and we do love like hearing it from people and definitely take it into account when building future boxes. But I think for the most part, because people know usually 
like three or four out of the, say, seven or eight products, they have a pretty good idea of what they're going to get and therefore are willing to put their money into it. And then even if they can use just a couple of the other products, all of our boxes have a higher retail value than what we sell them for. So you are getting like a deal of sorts. So even if there's one product that you might not use in the box, you're still getting the value in the box than you would if you went like store to store to purchase the products. Mm-hmm. That's... That's interesting. And all the items in the box are from Guelph-based businesses and vendors? Yeah, so all the products, actually, we one of our slogans is, and what we kind of um, live by here at Guelph Box, is we deliver from every source. Um, so we now actually expanded, we started in Guelph, but now we've expanded to Push Lynch, Rockwood, Fergus, Alora, um, and that's sort of And the reason we did that um, was because we were actually sourcing products from those areas. And so... We want to have people from those areas enjoy those businesses. And um, we've also done collaborations. We did one with Taste Real, um, and they we did a Royal Romp box this fall, and they actually had um, vendors from all over Wellington County. So we did um, we delivered all over Wellington County that, and uh, it was pretty it was pretty cool to see it go that far. To be totally honest. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, um, what's your delivery time? Is it like same day, forty eight hours, uh, and how do you deliver? Yeah, so um, that's kind of my one of my areas, and um, it's we do all same day. So we really pride ourselves on we have fresh products, and we have things that are made that day, and we want them to be in people's homes that evening. So when you get a loaf of bread or um, an apple, a small apple crumble or cupcakes, everything was baked within like that morning or that afternoon. I mean, we really pride ourselves on that, and so we normally have them. We picked everything up in the morning, we pack them in the afternoon. And then we, all of our deliveries go up between 5 and 8 o'clock uh, to be delivered same day. Wow, that's uh, pretty interesting. And um, how many uh, boxes have you sold since inception, and when, were, when did you start doing this? So we started on March 20th was actual website launch date. Um, so it was right as things were going, I mean, one of the best indicators I can always say is we were around before curbside pickup, which is a weird concept to think of. Um, so we've been around really since the beginning of COVID. Uh, we actually just passed our 4,000 box, I think, last week. So that was pretty exciting. Um, so that, you know, we, but we couldn't have done that without the people in, in Guelph in the community. And we're so thankful for them. 4,000 boxes since March of this year? Yes. Yeah. We actually started with like a weekly box. So we did a box every single week and we were doing a couple hundred boxes a week. And then at the end of August, we took three weeks off so that we could adjust back into university life and figure out online school. And then we did a box at the end of September and then we did a couple boxes in October and then we have a couple in November and then Christmas will be busy. So we've moved away from the weekly model and are doing uh, more like less frequent boxes now, but we're still doing like seasonal and charity boxes and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. So you must have like a robust team for delivery and logistics. Yeah. So we've actually expanded our team, which has been great. Uh, when we started doing this, uh, just us two, um, we actually had, we had a ton of help from the local community, which has been awesome. And um, we actually had, um, really our delivery drivers for the first three months, I'd say, were all volunteer drivers who decided to vo- volunteer their time so that their delivery fee could be donated to charity. Um, and that's really how our charitable aspect grew. Um, it was a, a, a local business here, a real estate and said, you know, I want our team to drive and deliver these boxes for you. 
And so we had already had it allocated like a delivery fee um, in the price. And so we thought it was wrong for us to keep that. So we decided to donate that to charity. Um, we've done that ever since. We've actually had businesses approach us and say, if we drive for you, can you donate to this specific charity? Um, so that's kind of how it went for the first little while. Now we do actually have hired drivers um, who do it for us. Um, we've also hired on a mapper. So we have um, a member of our team who does maps everything to make it the most efficient route, um, make it as quick as possible for our drivers. Um, and it, it's uh, and then I kind of manage all those little moving parts. But it's been uh, it's a pretty good system. We've liked it so far. It works well for us. So. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. And um, what's the average price of your box? So our boxes, kind of like the products vary within them, our prices also vary tremendously depending on the box. Uh, like I said, though, all of our boxes are sold, like the retail value of the box is more than what we sell the box for, so you are getting a deal whenever you get one of our boxes. That being said, though, we've had boxes range anywhere from $50. Actually, the snack pack that I mentioned earlier, that one is our cheapest box that we've done to date, and that one's $49.99, all the way up to, we did one for $124.99, was our most expensive box we've done. We currently also have another box on sale called the Joy Filled Box, in collaboration with Hope House, where over $20 from each of those boxes is being donated to Hope House and that one is on sale for $119.99 so there's quite a range I would say most of our weekly boxes once we transitioned away from our first weekly box into our second one we called it the stay local box and that was just once stores were starting to open again we wanted to encourage people to stay local and keep supporting just because a ton of people had started supporting local more so in the pandemic. And then we wanted to encourage people to continue that habit. And those ones we sold for $64.99. So I would say if you averaged it out, it would probably be around the $70, $80 mark. But our weekly box was $64.99. Mm-hmm. And uh, once you launched your website, which was in March, uh, how did you attract uh, traffic and visitors? Yeah, so our first website actually we've changed it since it was it was really bad. Um, we uh, one of the disadvantages of starting so quickly is you don't always have the best amount of the most amount of time to like really think of that sort of things. But we got started, so that was a positive. Um, really, we were we were honestly super fortunate. We promoted it ourselves um, for the first morning, and within three hours of launching, I think we had three different newspapers in town um, email us asking us for interviews, um, and that really um, you know, gave us a huge shout out into the public. Um, and from there, it just kind of, it was a snowball effect, kept growing, kept growing. And actually, our biggest following um, was after our first weekly box that went out. Um, everyone, we didn't even expect this, but everyone started sharing it and posting it and can't wait to eat my cheese or have make this or do that or all this sort of things. And, you know, hashtags were being made, all this sort of stuff. And that really grew it because people on their social media were seeing and going, wow, what is this? This is so cool. Um, and then we just exploded from there. Um, and then over the next month, it was just people either hearing it online or word of mouth or through articles and that sort of thing. So. Yeah, a huge component for us was social media marketing. And I think the idea of seeing Instagram and Facebook and Twitter as marketing tools was a shift in our mindset that really helped us and we actually have a full-time like marketing coordinator now who does all of that for us which is amazing she's so incredible at her job and we didn't realize how much people were craving community right in the midst of 
chaos. And so people really came together on social media, like having unpacking parties and sharing it. And that community just continued to grow and continues to grow to this day. And so a lot of our traffic does come through social media once kind of the news articles um, fizzled out. It was mostly social media and word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So I guess it worked. Um, appeals to the public, uh, to the customers is, I guess the name, Guelph Box, and uh, it's a business in Guelph and it's uh, helping local businesses and local vendors so the consumers kind of connect with their uh, local community. And I guess, I guess that is a, that is a big draw for your product. Do you agree? Yeah, honestly, the story of the name is, is, <laughs> it, that was actually a placeholder name. We never actually decided on it. Um, it was originally, I think the official original name was Store to Table, um, so which wasn't great. Um, and then what had happened was when we were building the website, it was one of those things that we couldn't figure out. So we were like, let's just call it Guelph Box for now. We'll just put it in there because it's a box in Guelph. And we'll come back to it later. And then we just launched it and never actually came back to it. And we're like, oh, I guess this is what we're going to call it. But it actually worked out great. We've, we've loved it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's easy, simple. Describes exactly what we do. <laughs> exactly. It's, a, it's funny. People are confused um, sometimes because we, we uh, ship in a bag just because it's more um, like environmentally friendly um, and it's easier to transport and that sort of thing, especially locally. Um, so sometimes people can get a bit of a get a bit of a rise out of us, but it's okay. Yeah, they're like, you should be called Guelph Bag. And we're like, no, no. Guelph Box sounds so much better. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess um, the business is really creating a community between the local vendors and the consumers. So that's an interesting uh, aspect of the business. It's, it's not just about providing food and snacks, and but it's also about creating that uh, community. And uh, I mean, like 4,000 boxes since March, that's like uh, a lot of traction. So um, do you see this as, as like a, a side business that you will do while you're studying? Or do you see this as something more long-term that you want to build and grow further? So to be honest, we've always said since the start that like we take this literally day by day and I don't mean to be like fuzzy on the answer, but we honestly don't know at the time, like right now, it's more of a side gig as we do our studies, but we also spend a lot of time on it and it's definitely a little bit more full time than a side gig, I would say. Um, but like throughout the entire thing we've been super flexible and adapting to the needs of our community and so for example we've kind of talked about like what if this second wave puts us back into lockdown what does our role then in the community look like compared to right now when people are working we're doing more corporate gift boxes using up that social budget that people aren't able to gather so how can you bring people together with a common gift in your like corporate community or charity experience enhancement boxes so we've really switched what we're offering just based on what we're able to to do capacity wise with school and also based on what the needs in the community are that being said like everyday stuff is changing not only for the business but also in the world and therefore we are just remaining flexible and seeing kind of where people need us and what our best way to support vendors and charities is and that's kind of what we pursue any given week or month or day um so from that standpoint couldn't tell you where this is heading really beyond christmas we've gotten our planning done until the end of the year um our hope i would say i can speak for both of us both of us, sorry, would be to continue this as long as there is a need for it. Uh, we definitely feel like Guelph has responded so well that we have like a responsibility to continue 
doing this because of how many people it benefits. And we absolutely love doing it and love getting to know all the people that we've met through this. And so definitely there are plans to continue it for as long as we can. But that being said, we are flexible in realizing that the world is changing so frequently that that can also impact our business uh, for better or for worse in different ways. And so I don't think it will become like our full-time careers in any aspect. We are like still planning on finishing our studies and like staying true to what we had originally planned to do. However, it has dramatically changed our life from the experience standpoint of running a business. And we're really thankful for that and excited to see where it does go. Mm -hmm. So uh, did you finance this uh, business fully yourself or did you have any like investors or what programs which uh, supported your business? Yeah, so actually we were really fortunate. Um, the way our business model works is you don't really need that much upfront capital. Um, I think we all, we've each pitched in $100 at the beginning, which seems like a lot of money. <laughs> um, however, looking back on it, that seems a bit foolish. Um, um, but yeah, we've each put in $100, and that was just basic setup fees for buying the domain, getting a website built, um, like buying certain apps to build logos, that sort of thing, um, which was really, really beneficial. Um, but after that, our business model really took into account and, and really helped us not have to raise that capital. So the way our business model worked was we buy exactly what we, um, what we've sold. So, um, essentially we do pre-orders and on our website, everybody pays online through our website. Um, and then we cut off sales at a certain date and then set orders and buy exactly that amount. Um, so we didn't really need any other capital because that capital had already come in, um, from that week. So if there's a box going out on a Wednesday, um, we were selling the entire week before, cut off sales on Monday. We already had all that money built up for the orders to then order, and we actually hold no inventory. Um, and so that actually helps businesses. It helps us as well. Um, and since it was all e-commerce, we didn't need a storefront, and it was recurring costs. So our costs were really, really minimal and still are super minimal. Um, and so, you no, know, we uh, – and also we didn't actually apply or qualify for many grants and subsidies through government, especially with covid um, since we started after March 1st is the big date for the government. So if we, any business after March 1st um, isn't actually allowed to apply. Um, so we um, unfortunately weren't able to do that. However, we've been really fortunate and blessed um, that we actually haven't needed it. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious about uh, the initial days when you were trying to uh, pitch your idea to the vendors and businesses and, and you were still obviously new in the business, did not have, uh, previous business experience in this area. So what was their response like and how they responded when two, one or two students come uh, to the store or call them and, and pitch this idea? What was their response like? Honestly, it was, it was great. Um, we, uh, so <laughs> actually it was the first week I went out and met with about six different business owners. Um, Genevieve was still in quarantine from traveling. Um, so I actually went around to six different vendors here in Guelph. Um, and all I said to them was, we're just starting this little initiative. We don't really know where it's going to be. Jen thought we'd sell eight. I thought we'd sell 50 total over the entire span um, of Guelph Fox's life. Um, and so we just went to them and said, here's what we can do. Here's how we're going to do it. How can we work together to help each other out? Um, and then, and they were full, they were fully on board. I don't really think they expected a lot out of it. Um, neither did we. Um, and then we ended up selling 83 boxes our first week. And I think after that, vendors were like, okay, yeah, this is something that, um, we should definitely be a part of. And 
those have ended the relationships that we've built. Um, we're so grateful for them. Uh, we've, we speak to them every week. Um, we're in constant contact with them and they're great. Um, it's, it takes a special type of person to run a small business and they're all so amazing in all their different ways and we've been so grateful to meet them all. Uh, so the, the feedback was pretty positive at first, especially since we didn't know what was going to happen with everything. No, that's pretty amazing that you had a good response from the businesses and vendors. And perhaps this was also an opportunity for them to uh, get back some of the lost sales mm-hmm. because you know, shops were closed or retail traffic was had declined. So perhaps this was also an opportunity for them to uh, collaborate with the business. And, and, uh, and I'm guessing you were paying them upfront for the product. So, uh, so for them, I guess there was opportunity and little or no risk. So I guess uh, it's amazing that they collaborated. So, mm-hmm. um, do you have any new ideas about what you're going to do? Are you going to, uh, you know, launch any new products or services or new boxes? Um, any, any thoughts, uh, or ideas that you guys are working on? Yes, so there's always new ideas going on in our brain, and it's fun to see which ones we actually decide to uh, bring to life. And but which ones work. <laughs> which ones work, yeah. Honestly, like, we always joke that we feel like we're kind of experimenting at all times since we're always in uncharted territory. But, so, yeah, we're really excited about some of our upcoming boxes. I've mentioned before, right now we currently have our snack pack and our joy-filled box that are on sale. Those are both in collaboration with different charities here in Guelph. And in the next couple weeks, you can keep your eyes out for our holiday box offering. So we're anticipating Christmas to be a big one this year, especially with more and more stuff shutting down uh we're going to provide a safe way for people to shop and support local and still five percent of all of our sales are going to be going to charity so you can keep your eyes open we have a bunch of different boxes coming out under our christmas line uh, and that should be launching in the next couple weeks we're just finalizing up some details on that so that's our main thing coming up in terms of for the general public purchasing boxes send them as gifts we'll deliver straight to their door in guelph and the surrounding areas the other side of what we're doing a lot of right now are corporate gift boxes both for the holidays and not a lot of businesses are coming to us with extra social money being like i have this social committee budget that we can't use or we can't get together for a christmas party this year i want to still gift our employees or thank them what can you guys do and so we work with any budget and really any customization that the business wants, uh, we are basically now becoming your one local stop for all things curated boxes and local products, and so a ton of corporate boxes. So if you're a business owner yourself and this is something that interests you, you can find a Contact Us page on our website and just send us a message. We'd love to work with you, and that's really the direction we're heading is more corporate boxes as well as getting geared up for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how has the uh pandemic affected you personally and what's going through your mind as uh, as all this chaos uh, is happening around us i mean for for me personally it was i feel like sometimes we've actually been in a bit of a bubble because um we've been working so much so when when covid first started we most people i'd say had a, had a chance to kind of a break didn't really do much and for the first couple months as we were all waiting to see what would happen and we were working 60 70 hour weeks so for us we i would say we didn't really get to experience fully what it was like however there's definitely effects of you know not being able to go out and see people and all that sort of stuff that was definitely tougher throughout the 
throughout the pandemic. So. Yeah, I would say, too, to, like, add on to that, I would say that not, like, we didn't experience it from, like, an unemployment side, but I think we experienced a really cool and unique side of COVID, mm-hmm. and that was how willing people were to help and wanting to come together in this Absolutely. time of vulnerability. And so I think, personally, like, COVID definitely impacted our lives. Josh alluded to it, but I was traveling on a gap year last year and came home a couple months early from my travels. So I missed out on a lot of like adventures that I was looking forward to. And there was definitely a lot of, I would say disappointment and loss that we've definitely had to recognize and grieve. And like, we're not at school. I wanted to be living in Vancouver. Like there's definitely (laughs) lots of elements of loss, but I would say that overall, I think both of us will look back at this time of our life and at the pandemic and see it with a positive standpoint simply because of how the community has come together not only to help us but help local and just support each other and I think that that is worth so much and I'm so like grateful for that that we'll be able to see this as obviously a time of loss but also a huge time of yeah community building and joy and hope and bringing people together but I would say definitely it has personally impacted us and also in good ways like had COVID never happened we probably never would have started Wealth Box we probably never would have been in the same city for as long as we have been um yeah we're both kind of on the go people who are usually hopping between cities and traveling and whatnot and so it's been really nice to just reconnect and come home and have a little bit of time to just dig into like our hometown and how Mm -hmm. amazing Wealth is. Wow, that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, well, Josh and Genevieve, it has been very nice uh, speaking with you, learning about yourself and also about uh, your business. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Thank you. We really appreciate uh, you asking us to be on it, and we've we've had a blast getting um, talking to you. And yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, you want to share your website? Uh, how can we? Uh, people learn about uh, Guelph Box. Absolutely. So you can learn more on our website. It's really simple, www.guelphbox.ca. There's a contact form right on the site if you want to get in touch with us about corporate boxes, about anything else that you want to chat with us about. We're more than happy to hear from you. And then you can also find us on social media. All of our tags are at Guelph Box. So we're pretty easy to find, and we would love to get in touch. Perfect. Uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you get a chance to learn about this uh, unique and interesting product called the Guelph Box and the story behind it and the story of the founders. And thank you so much for listening to Zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes.